I just don't get it, Speedy lamented. I mean, it's just 300 pages of waiting for one of them to die. Charlie Dunn remained silent on the matter of Speedy's opinion on Cormac McCarthy's The Road. I mean, I guess it's a modern treatise on how isolated we've become as people and how man is neither innately good or evil. But still, Charlie just laid on the picnic table next to Speedy's RV, parked in the woods just outside of Black Falls proper. Speedy was picking the buckshot out of Charlie's face and torso with surgical precision. See, Chuck, this is what you get when you come to me. You get scintillating, literary-like conversations instead of old Frank down the road talking about old issues of Nintendo power and such, admonished Speedy over the pinging of metal pellets into the bucket by his feet. Speedy laced his hands together and stretched his spine and shoulders, making the sound of two fat men wrestling on bubble wrap. You just stay there, Chuck. I'll be right back. Speedy went into his RV and rummaged around the small space. The RV had a kitchen area, but that's not where Speedy considered himself the cook. The real culinary art took place a few yards deeper into the woods, where his granddad had set up moonshine stills that Speedy had converted into a hillbilly meth lab. He had also created a makeshift smoke cooker as well. Speedy exited the RV with his hands almost overflowing with jars of assorted spices. What will it be, Chuck? You feeling like a lemon pepper and rosemary kind of guy? Or maybe something more of a sophisticated palate? Maybe you're feeling a savory Thai spice rub. That sounds like one of them places you go to where the lady folk give you a tug at the end of things, huh? Speedy's cackling at his little joke echoed faintly through the trees and sent a few startled birds flying in the general direction of a way. Chuck's corpse just looked up at the sky, completely indifferent to its fate. See, the way I see it is, Speedy mused while eyeballing the shakers of pungent herbs and flavor enhancers, is that Frank went and ate poor Arnie Harris. He took away from me a fine and upstanding customer, so while I did not particularly want to or enjoy tricking you and shooting you in the face, I gotta hit Frank where it hurts, you understand? And I don't know what the devious fiend Frank did to Arnie's body and all, but I had this idea to kill two birds with one stone. I figure they can't rightly ID you when you're a rack of ribs and a couple gallons of soup. Speedy ruminated on the vision he had had last month when he was tweaking hard on some home-cooked green milk meth, and Ronald McDonald wandered out of the woods and knocked on his camper's door. Speedy opened the door with all of the stealth of a pissed-off rhino ripped to the tits on military-grade cocaine, or a meth head that was ready to bolt if the police had found him out. But he found himself face to painted face with the corporate mascot of his youth. Mr. McDonald needlessly introduced himself to the stunned junkie. He suggested a novel new approach to eliminating his drug rival, Frank. Of course, Ronald didn't explain that this newly hatched scheme would result in less customers for the both of the enterprising young men with smoked-out dreams of becoming Black Falls rural drug kingpins. But hey, Speedy thought he was doing the Lord's work and getting a free meal in the process. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and no applause, just the clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh.
Yeah.